Well, welcome back to the Messy Walk Podcast, everybody. Hey, hey. We are on episode 19. We are one away from 20. One away from 20 years old. I remember when we, it's weird to say that, I remember we were young in our podcast days when we hit 10. Yeah, And it was weird. I was like, we hit double digits. We're about to double that. We're going to... We survived. We've hit episode 20. And it doesn't... Oh, almost. We hope yet. it sounds better than what it today. was. Yeah. Um, it definitely sounds better. I don't oh, know if the sure. content's any better, but it definitely <laughs> sounds better. One's, one's going up, one's going down. The people haven't changed. <laughs> there are more people listening mm. than there were back then at yeah. 10, which either indicates that the content is good and that people are listening to get something from it, or the content is horrible and they're listening to make fun of it. Mm. You know, laugh at it. Well, yeah, I don't yeah. know, but we'll take it either way because we're talking about Jesus, either. so either way, yeah. we're, we'll take it. <laughs> Last episode, uh, episode 18, we introduced this idea. We were really talking about the title of our podcast and yeah. how that relates to Jesus. Um, and if you haven't listened to it, please go and listen to it. This episode will probably make a lot more sense, but we're talking about how Jesus' walk was also messy, not sinfully, but in a way of suffering. And he actually had to face human experiences like we do. Um, yeah. And I mean, the idea yeah. is that Jesus's walk was a messy walk too. Absolutely. Um, just not involving sin. And so yeah. we want to conform our walk to being. So, so the idea is, is, is that as we're talking about our messy walk, it's not going to someday just stop being messy. That's mm-hmm. the whole point here. Um, it is going to remain messy because Jesus's walk was messy. It just will remain messy in a holy, godly direction instead of a sinful direction. That's the big thought. Yeah, and that thought we we really enjoyed bantering back about this back and forth. I wish we would have just recorded our uh, our brainstorming session. I feel like <laughs> I, just, I need to start recording those because they were really good. Yeah, um, they didn't make much sense, but they were pretty good. You know, that's the idea: is that you know, don't expect your walk to just all of a sudden turn into something great. You know, remember in the very beginning of this podcast, if you missed it, go back and take a look at it. The very beginning of it, the whole point was we named it this because we felt like God calling us to say that our walks will always be messy. Mm -hmm. And this is the culmination of that thought going, yes, our walks will always be messy, but the goal is, is for them to be messy. Like Jesus's was messy. And so we have to say out loud though, that Jesus's walk was a messy walk. His walk was messy, but not because of sinfulness. Like, mm-hmm. I think that a lot of our walk, a lot of our walk with Jesus, a lot of our faith walk is because we're sinful. Yeah. But there's other stuff that is going to make this walk messy too uh, and hard and painful that are not because of sinfulness. And those can and should look like Jesus's. And so that first one we started teasing out, which is this is part two of that, really. Mm-hmm is the fact that he had pain and suffering, which made his walk messy. Yeah, It made it, messy's maybe the wrong word right now. It made it difficult. It made it hard. It made it painful. Yeah. And so he had suffering. So what we talked about last time was the suffering of just the basic human condition, that he had suffering because he walked through this world as a human. Um, you know, just the, just the inconveniences of the world, the hard parts of the world, and then the relationships and pain that comes from people and suffering that comes from people and all that kind of stuff. He experienced all that as a human, not due to his sinfulness, but because he was fully human walking in this fallen world, just like we experience and have a a painful, difficult walk too, not because of our sinfulness in this particular way, but because we live in a painful, fallen, sinful world and people are sinful. 
And so we experienced that too. So Jesus had that same exact thing. So the first way we started talking about his pain and suffering being part of his messy walk was this basic human condition, the, the humanity of Jesus. Um, I, I love thinking about the humanity of Jesus. It's one of my favorite things to ponder and to think on because I can't, I cannot, I cannot, will not, and don't expect to, to ever be able to grasp my mind around the, um, the fact that Jesus was fully God. But I feel like I can get my mind around better the understanding of Jesus being fully human. So I think about that a lot. And it helps me. What I was saying in the last episode is it helps me to know that Jesus has walked through the things that I'm walking through. So the pain and suffering in this world that makes my walk messy, Jesus has walked through some of that too. And and that just changes things for me. So that was that idea. So this week, though, um, we want to talk about in episode 19, we want to talk about uh, – the fact that not just his suffering of being just a human, but then let's go to his suffering that we all think of. So when we say the pain and suffering of Jesus, I think that we all think of even, even non-believers. When we say the pain and suffering of Jesus, we think of Jesus on the cross, right? Yeah. We think of the brutal beating that happened prior, the mocking, the spitting, the crown of thorns, right? The, the whips, the cat of nine tails, the, you know, the flogging is the word that they use to kind of describe all those pieces. Um, and then the cross, right? The nails through the hands, the nails through the feet, the spear in the side, the, um, you know, the hanging on the cross, the lack of being able to breathe, basically suffocating, um, you know, all those kind of things. The, the brutal murder, no other way to put it, of Jesus Christ on the cross. We think of those things when we think of sufferings. Um, and those are indeed the case. And so let's talk about those. Jesus's walk with Messi because he had to actually suffer as the Lamb of God, right? And so Jesus is suffering on the cross because all of this, all of sin, sin itself, not sins, but sin, the state of humankind, sin was placed on Jesus as the Lamb of God. He was the one that was going to take all of that. It was going to be placed on him so he could receive punishment for it so that we wouldn't have to. And so, you know, his walk was definitely messy because he had to suffer those sufferings. But what you got to look at here is is Jesus suffered this, all these sufferings, everything we just talked through, he suffered it because he's the Lamb of God. The better way to say it is he suffered it because of his purpose. That was his purpose. Jesus states to us, that he came to seek and save the lost. How does he seek and save the lost? Because he is the perfect lamb of God sent into the world from God in human condition and form, fully God at the same time to be able to bear the sin of all mankind, right? Whether or not uh, you'll believe in him or not, right? He's, he's bore your sin. And so he's, he's bore the sin of mankind and, you know, he's bore my sin before I would commit it. Right. And so everything that I've done up until the point where I accepted him and he's already done it for the things that I ain't even done yet that he knows I'm going to do, but I don't know I'm going to do. Um, he's already bore that sin, too. Is that making sense? So yeah. what he's what he's done in his purpose, he has bridged the gap between sinful man and holy God and has made a way for us to be in right relationship with a perfect holy God. So in other words, he's made a way for us to be right and perfect and holy and hmm. righteous in the sight of God. Um, that was his purpose. And so this suffering that's happening 
for Jesus that definitely makes his walk mess. I, mean, I don't think you can look at the walk of Jesus and watch the the what we would call the passion. Watch the you know the the days leading up to the crucifixion, the crucifixion itself, and not say, "Man, it was a hard, messy walk." Like just think about Jesus's messy walk um, from the town up the hill to Golgotha. Um, he's being beat all through that part too, and people, people, not not the Roman soldiers at this point, but people are spitting on him and mocking him and hitting him too. That was part of that that processional. That I mean, how can you look at the walk of Jesus and not go, it was messy because there was a bunch of pain and suffering in this, but that pain and suffering is for his purpose. That's what's extremely important. Um, and, and if he's suffering for his purpose, then we need to understand that our walk is going to be messy in this world too until it's said and done because we're going to suffer for our purpose. And I just don't get that out of thin air. I mean, Jesus says this to his followers. He tells us that this is the case. Um, last week I quoted you John sixteen thirty three, which is in this world you have trouble. Take heart, I've come over the world. That trouble he's talking about is because of the human condition of the world. When he gets to this part, when he says this, John 15, uh, this is like we're going to read through um, chapter 15, like 16 through 20. But there's some different pieces that he's talking about here. And watch what he says. This is verse 20. He says, remember what I told you. A servant is not greater than his master. So in other words, if Jesus had a messy walk and suffered for his purpose, you and I are not greater than him. And so we will too. He says, if they persecuted me, they will also persecute you. That's incredible. He also throws a little caveat in there at the end of it and says, if they obeyed my teaching, they'll obey yours too. Hmm. In other words, there's going to be some wins and some victories along the way, and there's going to be some persecution and some and some pain and some suffering that's going to happen. I mean, think about Jesus saying that to you. If they persecuted me, they are going to persecute you. It's going to happen. So Jesus' walk is messy because he suffered for his purposes. Our walks will be messy, not because of sinfulness, but because we also will suffer for our purposes in following him. Um, he, he says it a little bit more here in the same little section. He says, you didn't choose me, but I chose you and appointed you that you might go and bear fruit, fruit that will last. And so whatever you ask in the name of the Father, I will give you. This is my command, love each other. And he follows up this idea of love each other with this. He says to us, you're going to love each other. If the world hates you, keep in mind that it hated me first. I mean, he acknowledges the fact that he walks through a world where the ruler, the enemy of the sinful fallen world hates him. And so... We're going to walk through, if we're going to, if we're going to walk through with the same purposes of Jesus, if we are called according to his purposes, if we follow him, if he's our master, then they're going to hate us too. The world's going to hate us too. And I'm not talking about just random people. I'm not saying that we're, you know, we should look at everybody in the world as them hating us. I'm saying that the natural state of sinfulness of humankind is going to hate us too because it hated Jesus. And he says, he says, keep in mind it hated me first. If you belong to the world, it would love you as its own. But as it is, you don't belong to the world. I've chosen you out of the world. This is why the world hates you. That you have, you're different. You've been plucked out. You've been set aside. Hmm. You're holy and righteous now because of me. Hmm. And they're going to hate you too because we're in this sinful fallen world. And so if you, if you are following your purpose in Jesus – then you're going to have pain and suffering in this world because yeah. Jesus suffered pain and suffering because he is following his purpose. Hmm. 
that's incredibly important for us to understand this, that our messy walks are not just going to all of a sudden get perfect, even though the, the goal here is to sin less, right? Like the goal is to, is to um, eradicate the desire for sin in our lives. So the more we lean into Jesus, the more the, the push or pull for sin mm-hmm. gets eradicated, right? And so, in other words, the, the old man in you is shrinking because you ain't feeding him. Yeah. And the new man is growing because you are feeding him, right? You ever heard this? You know, like you got two dogs. You you know, whichever one you feed is the one that gets big, right? So the idea is, is we're decreasing in our sin because we're leaning more into the love of Jesus, which is causing us to to love and pursue him more and not pursue the things of the world. Yeah, We're growing in that, right? So as we walk, we're still going to have some of our messiness in our walk as, as human beings is still going to be sinful, but as we start to eradicate that in our lives, as we start to see victory in certain areas of sin through the blood, it doesn't mean that the messy walk's going to go away. It doesn't mean that pain is not going to be there. It doesn't mean it's not going to be difficult. Jesus's walk was difficult because of pain and suffering, because he was suffering through his purpose. There is suffering when you walk in the purposes of Jesus. Hmm. There is pain when you walk in the purposes of Jesus. You can't just sit around trying to hope and wait for the day when there is no pain and suffering in the sins of Jesus. That's called glory. We ain't there yet. You know, yeah. we ain't there. And there's got to be an understanding, a basic understanding. We were talking about this the other day, too, because I'm um, preaching a series um, through multiple books of the Psalms. When you look at Psalm 1-1, which is the kickoff to all the Psalms, there's a basic understanding in there. And it's a basic human understanding. The way it's written in Psalm 1 is just like everybody understands this, that there's seasons in life, that there's summer and spring seasons, but then there's also winter and, and fall seasons and drought seasons and you know flooding seasons and all those kind of things that, that life has difficult seasons in it. They're mm-hmm. going to be there. And when you're walking in your purposes, um, walking in your purpose for Christ, just like Christ is, because we've got the same purpose he has. That's what he's telling us in the scripture. We have, our, we have the same purpose, right? As we're walking in that, there are going to be hard, painful seasons because of that. And so it's just going to be part of the walk. So you've got to, you've got to almost expect it. You've got to, to realize it's there. And I think that's half the battle, man. It's half the battle is being able to call out, no, I'm going to suffer for the things of Christ because, because Christ suffered. And I'm going to keep going back to if they persecuted him, they're going to persecute me. If they hated him, they're going to hate me. That's one of the things the American church has got to has got to get over and figure out. Uh, you know, American church is constantly sitting around. We're we're constantly sitting around going, no, the laws need to change so that we all adhere to the law of Jesus. All of our laws need. No, that's not the way it's going to go. The world's going to continue to go the opposite direction, and the things that we have taken for granted, like our faith being built into our law system, is going to continue to deteriorate. And we need to expect that, understand it, not be going crazy about it all the time. Right, it's part of yeah. what's going to happen. Um, but he suffered, and his walk was messy because he was walking in his purpose. We walk in our purpose; we're going to feel the same thing. There's something God's doing in that pain and suffering in our lives that we're, you know, as we walk in our purpose. There's something God's doing with that. What He's doing is He's conforming us into the image of Christ. Right, Graham, you were talking about this earlier. I'll let you take over. Yeah, I was talking. We, um, I, I have a Bible study at your house, and we were talking about uh, like forgiveness. And I was 
you know, at the end of it, I was like, how can we apply this? You know, I was just kind of talking out loud, like, how can we actually apply this? Like, I don't want to just leave this Bible study, us understanding like, oh, our sin's been forgiven, all this stuff that's great and all, but like, let's put some action to this. We believe it. And so. That's good. That's how we should always study the word. How can I apply this? It's if I believe the, it. To me, it's called the, um, I call that the James way to study the word. Mm. Right. Don't be if a you do- don't know what don't I'm talking do- about, right. a reader, but do you right. do her. If you don't know what I'm talking about, go read the book of James. It's short. It is powerful as all get out. It's from Jesus's bold little brother who did not believe that his brother was G- was was the Messiah, which we can all understand, right? Because if my brother came up and told me that uh, he was Messiah, I'd be like, no way. <laughs> so we can all get his skeptic skepticism, <laughs> right? We can all get it. Um, we can all get that James probably started off cynical and skeptical. We get it. But once he figures it out, once he knows his, his, his brother is the savior of the world, right, yeah. it's game on. And what he continues to say, I don't mean to cut you off, you but go. what he continues, this is, I preached a series on this years ago. It's still my favorite series by far. Um, what he says is, is that you listen, you learn, and you do. Hmm. If you do not do, you never learned, right? You never got it. And so what he's talking about when he talks about, you know, faith and works, what he's saying is, is what you do is because of what you believe, Hmm. right? There's a tie there. And so when you're talking about studying like that, talking about understanding the forgiveness of Christ and how to apply it, that's exactly how we should study it because it, it, our actions are going to, our actions show what we, what we believe in our hearts, Yeah, you know? And so it's got to be put into practice. Yeah. So sorry, go for it. No, and that was awesome. Kind of going along with that, like. Talking about sufferings in Jesus's perfect purpose for suffering, and then I want to like I was really asking the question with Adam. Okay, well, what is ours? Like, I want to know our purpose right. for suffering, and so I related it to Stephen. Well, as we know, if you've read Acts, Stephen basically accuses a bunch of dudes. He's like, "Well, look at all, look back in the Old Testament, and you did the same thing." He preaches the longest recorded sermon so in scripture, by the way. So he's a nobody. He's an unknown. Yeah. Right. He's not really picked to do much of anything. He's picked to be like a deacon. Um, yeah. And he preaches the longest sermon recorded in scripture. It's by a nobody. Right? It's not by Peter. The longest recorded scripture sermon in scripture. Kills it. Right. And then, and then he, it's also the most unseeker friendly sermon ever created. Like he basically looks at them and to sum it all up says, um, <clears throat> y'all killed Jesus. I mean, he basically is just, yeah. I mean, he just throws it out there, right? Like, you know, this is what happened. You killed the prophets, and so that's why you, you killed Jesus too. Yeah, he just throws it at them. And so right after that, they go out to stone him. Yeah, and we all know him. that like Paul's there and he's holding the coats and they're stoning him. So, and I related to this like, okay, well, let's look at this suffering as this was actually Stephen conforming to Christ. As we know, he repeats the same words that Jesus yeah. does at Jesus's last few moments, and Stephen does the same thing. And so, you know, that suffering that we go through in our Christian walk, in our messy walk, is to bring us to conformity Absolutely. to Christ. And so instead, and I walked away understanding, and this is something I have to repeat in myself when yeah. it comes to forgiving yeah. a brother or sister or whoever, is, okay, this forgiveness, like the fact that they wronged me, okay, it maybe it hurts, but see it as an opportunity to conform to the image yes, of Christ. So yes. actually be, okay, you know what? Christ forgave me. So I'm so excited. I get to do the same thing he did for me. Yeah. He forgave me. So I'm going to forgive this person. And so that changed my perspective on suffering completely. Like, okay, this suffering, I, uh, I don't understand it at all. But if it's for the purpose of for conforming to Christ... 
Oh, it's so worth it. Mm, that's good. That's good because I mean we we tend to look at to go back on a harp on it, but we tend to go back to, you know, my walk. I want my walk to look like Jesus's walk, and so it's going to be it's going to be perfect and nice and easy. And it wasn't like the you know that he walks in his purpose and he has suffering for it. We walk in our walk. We walk we walk in our purpose, and we're going to have suffering for it too. And then at the same time, it's causing our walks to look like Jesus's walk. Right, it gives us an opportunity to conform us to the image of the perfect one, right? It, the Messiah, the chosen one, right? The Lamb of God sent to take away the sin of the world. It, it gives us, it gives us a, a moment, an opportunity to conform into that image. I mean, literally, Stephen's last words are some of Jesus's last words. They're killing him, and he is looking up and using that moment to forgive them. You know, he basically, Stephen basically says, Father, forgive them. They don't know what they do. I mean, he's almost quoting him verbatim. You know, and then he says the same thing. Into your hands, I commend my spirit. Right? This is basically exactly what Jesus is saying. Stephen is t- taking that opportunity to say, and I told Graham this earlier, what's even better What's even better than that is that, yes, there is sufferings to our purpose when we step in it. It is conforming us to the to the identity of Christ, to the image of Jesus. But at the same time, it's also doing something impactful in other people's lives. Because hmm. I don't know if you know this or not, but the Stephen's death is what makes the gospel move out of Jerusalem and start to move into the rest of the world. Yeah. It has not left Jerusalem until Stephen dies. And when Stephen dies, it starts to move. And the way Luke writes this is so that you understand and know that Stephen's death caused this to happen. And so as the gospel begins to leave Jerusalem and head out to the rest of the world, which, by the way, thank God it finally did, because that's us. So we're directly impacted by Stephen. By him having suffering in his purpose, conforming to the image of Christ, we have been impacted by Christ because it doesn't get out of Jerusalem without Stephen's death. And, and by the way, it gets out of Jerusalem on the backs of the nobodies, right? The scripture tells you that the, the, the gospel leaves, God starts to head out, and none of the disciples are going. None of those apostles, none of those people that we know, the names that we know. It's all on the backs of the nobodies, on the unknowns, on the regular people. But then we get impacted by that. So we have to understand that Jesus' walk is messy because of suffering, because he is walking in his purpose. If you walk in your purpose in Christ, you will have suffering. And it's not just a, you will have it, get ready for it and bear it. It's a, you will have it. And it's even bringing you, it's even bringing you closer to the image of Jesus. It's conforming you. And it's bringing you more in line of who you were meant to be, who you were created to be, who you were saved to be. And so you can't look at that. You know, I I do not believe that Jesus looked at, these sufferings that we're talking about, this, the suffering for his purpose. He didn't look at it as, oh, man, i got to trudge through this. He looked at it as, no, this is my job. This is my role. This is what I came for. Um, he looks at that sin and purpose. He looks at that, he looks at that cup of death and God's wrath, and he thinks about us, and he pushes forward in it. And to me, it's just incredibly impactful to know that that's the case. And then that should drive us to have our walk moving in that direction, you know, and that there's something profound going on um, in a messy walk that is messy because of suffering for our purpose, you know. And, and so don't just don't just expect it, embrace it, 
Yeah. Be ready for it. I mean, I'm telling you, I, I don't think you can read too much into the Stephen thing. Um, he very much seems to, and how crazy does this sound? In the middle of being hit by rocks, he seems to be embracing it as a moment that will bring him closer to Jesus. Not just because he's going to die and be closer, but it's it's causing him to be more like Christ. He's embracing it. He's almost kind of happy about it, which is weird, right? <laughs> and I think, but I think doesn't doesn't that line up with Jesus? Isn't Jesus kind of almost happy about what he's doing on the cross for us? Um, I mean, he's got to be to a certain extent. He, he's he's almost like. No, this is my purpose. And you can stand, you know, you can stand and walk through so much more pain and suffering when you know it's for your purpose than you can for anything else. You know, you can walk through it. We were, me and Graham were talking about this earlier today. I had a, prior to our recording, I usually try to take it light before we record because I know we're going to sit there and talk forever. And I had a tough morning and just some stuff going on, some different things, some leadership decisions have to be made and all that kind of stuff. And we were talking about it and I was like, you know, what pushes me through those things is knowing, no, no, this is what I was called to do. This is what I was made for. This is yeah. what God has me doing. This is my purpose. And so I can walk through tough days and pain and suffering because I know at the end of the day that my purpose, my calling, uh, I'm staying true to it. And that's what God called me to do. In other words, I'm continuing to walk down this path. And even though it's messy, not because of something I did, but because of just suffering for the purpose, it's all right. You know, it's okay. It keeps you focused. It keeps you grounded. It keeps you going forward. Um, incredibly important to remind ourselves that Jesus tells us very bluntly, and he says it in multiple ways. So I think when anytime Jesus says something in multiple ways, you better pay close attention because there's some reason. Why, why does the Son of God need to repeat himself, right? Yeah. Not for him. <laughs> he didn't just, you know, when you see this, him going, they persecute me, if they persecute me, they'll persecute you. If they hated you, they'll hate me. He's not saying that because he's like, oh, I forgot to tell them this. Or, oh, let me, you know, he's going, no, these, they're, they're kind of dumb and they need to be, they need me to say this. They need to hear the seriousness of it. They need to know that this is the case. And I think he's also thinking of us needing to refer back to it. You know, we need to know and remind ourselves that Jesus's walk was messy because he suffered. He, they hated him. They persecuted him. And he was in his purpose, and it was part of it, and he knew it. And so we got to know the same thing. We've got to know that about ourselves. Pay attention to the fact that Jesus tells you that the sinful world is going to, in other words, the, the world that does not know Christ is going to hate you. It's going to persecute you. going to push you to the edges. It, it's going to happen. And that's all right because you're called according to his purpose. Hmm. Not according to ours, according to his. Hmm. And that is making us more like Jesus. And then that also is changing other people's lives that we won't have any clue about. Like Stephen had no clue about two little weird guys over here sitting on a podcast whose life was going to be changed because the gospel left because Stephen got killed. He's doing that with somebody else too at the exact same time. And we've got to walk according to his purpose, knowing that that's going to be, it's going to be messy. And by messy, I mean painful. Yeah. It's going to hurt. It's going it's to you know, get in there. It's going to cut down to the dark meat. When I think of it, I mean, even when you're talking, like, what an honor it is to look at my suffering and say, you know what? Like, this, if this is for the purpose, like, if I'm getting yeah. to suffer like Jesus, like, isn't that amazing? Like, like I get to walk in some similarity to 
the king of kings. Like what, you know what I'm saying? Like he suffered for this cause. And like when I'm going through this, like, okay, you know what? I can, I can probably give myself a hundred reasons why I'd rather not be in this moment right now. And all of them have to do with myself and my selfishness. But on the other hand, what an honor it is. Like he suffered in the same way. People persecuted him for what he believed and he was saying, and people are doing the same thing for me. What an honor. Yeah. And he what told us this honor. was going to happen. And it's almost like he's telling you this is going to happen because he trusts and knows that you're going to see that as an honor one day. Yeah. You know, that you're going to see the greater purpose in it. He's, he knows that they're going to face this, but he also knows what it is doing for them and, and the honor that's in it, you know, that, yeah. that, that it is an honor in it. And, you know, that, I mean, that's, you know, go back to him constantly reaffirming the fact that I got this. I, I'm taking care of it. I'm in charge of it. It's okay. There's going to be some stuff, though. It's like that's what he's saying. Yeah. There's going to be some stuff, though, that Hold you up. ain't going to like. <laughs> but yeah. you keep the big perspective in mind because I got it and I handled it. It ain't going to be peaches and cream. It's going to be rough. Mine's rough. Look at me. It's okay. Um, but at the end of the day, I got you. And you're becoming more like me. And, you know, what better honor? Like you were just saying, what more of an honor is he saves me to make me like him? And then he keeps on conforming me into his image. Keeps on. Like he ain't giving up. He ain't quitting. It's another reason why you know that that just because you're walking, you know, maybe that whole messy walk thing convicted you hard. Maybe every time you look at the podcast, it convicts you. And you think about how sinful your walk is and how much you mess up. He ain't quit on you. You know, and no you matter, might want to quit yeah, on yourself, right? You might want to quit on God. That's more way to say it. But I mean, I was literally just thinking that, like, that's when we. I have moments where I'm like, I want to quit. Me too. So bad, but then instantly I feel this conviction. It's like, like no, I can't. Like I, have, I can't man, go back my old life. If I we're can't being, do that. yeah, if we're being real, I mean, three days ago I am driving down the road. There is this amazing sunset. I am not a sunset person. Let me just say that. All right. So all of you that see God in nature and stuff, I praise hallelujah for you. I'm proud of you. That's not my thing, right? It was just funny because I grew up in the country and I like hunting and fishing and being outside. But when I look at a sunset, I, I'm just, it, you know you know what I mean? Like I have a hard time struggling seeing God in it. It's just not my thing. Um, I'm working on it. And I'm not saying yeah, that yeah. I, you know. But I'm driving down the road. I'm looking at this. is some awesome sunset to the left. I'm on the way home to my family. We have a home. We have... Um, our bills paid, you know, we got food to eat. My children are healthy. Wife's healthy. I'm healthy. We're walking in our purposes every day. We got one kid saved. We got one kid close, I think. We got one kid uh, very far away. But regardless, we're, we're walking in that, you know, what I'm trying to say is, is blessed life, man. Blessed, you know. And I'm driving down the road. I'm staring at the sunset and I go, I, mean, I don't even know if God's really real, hmm. you know. Just, just, and I'm, I'm being honest right now, right? I, hmm. I mean, you know, I'm, I'm taking a risk here for you listeners, and I'm being honest by saying that. But I mean, I just had this. I don't even know if God's really real. I mean, how's this? And I start thinking about randomness and science, and you know, fish growing legs and weird. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> all that weird stuff's coming back. I'm thinking about all this stuff, and I'm like, you know, and I'm honest to God. I'm sitting there going. I don't even know. And, and I'm like, and I'm doing this with my whole life. And it was just, it's just a few seconds worth of thought. And then there was this moment that went, Adam, you know, that ain't true. Hmm. You know, it was like, it was yeah. like, I could feel the Holy spirit going, come on, son. Yeah. Yeah. Come on. 
We ain't even got, I mean, I can almost feel the Holy Spirit going, and I ain't even got to go through all the proof of the resurrection for you right now. You know that you know that you know that Jesus Christ was the Son of God. And so any questions or doubts that you may have about things that you can't explain because you are human, you know, you're not, you don't have the knowledge of God, you know, things that you can't explain, things in creation that, you know, you just don't get, you know that Jesus Christ was the son of God and he died to save your sins. And in that moment, I was like, yep, I know that. Let's move on. You know, what are we having for dinner? It was just that, you just had yeah. a quick moment, you know. And so there there are doubts from times to time. I don't know how we got on this subject. I have no idea what we were talking about. <laughs> I, I got kind of lost at fish growing legs, yeah. to be honest. <laughs> I lost it at fish growing legs. <laughs> anyway, trying to rein it back, trying to rein it back. It's a good thing this one isn't on video. Um <laughs> I don't know where we're going with that. I'm just saying that, you know, you're going to have Talk times. about quitting. Yeah. yeah giving, yeah, yeah, giving yeah. up. You're going to have times where you yeah. just want to quit and give up, you know? Yeah. And if I'm honest, I literally, I was giving you that as an example, but I have those thoughts all the time. Now, I have thoughts about quitting ministry quite frequently. Every single Monday, I call it the holy hangover. Every single Monday, I have thoughts of quitting the pastorate, thoughts of quitting ministry, go get another job, being like a regular person, working somewhere else, nine to five or whatever it is. I think about that all the time. I don't think about quitting being a follower of Jesus that frequently, yeah. you know, but it does come up. There's going to be times where that's the case. Um, and then the Holy spirit just guides me back, man, just guides me back to what I know is true. And the, the absolute honor of what Christ has done for us. You know, I think our music's coming in. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> when we record the podcast, I leave the little snippet. Um, so I just put it on later, but yeah. Um, I mean, I would even say, one last thought for me is when I do have that temptation of like an old sin that comes up, it's like, Oh, but like, I, I, and the enemy like has definitely used this kind of concept. And I just know it. Cause I've heard this lie so much. It's like, it's the idea of calories. Like what, well, why not, why not waste your calories on a brownie rather than like, you know, a fruitcake, like brownie so much better than the fruitcake. Right. And so there's a temptation like, Oh, well, if you're going to sin. Yeah, then. you're already like, Scripture says you're already going to sin. So why not enjoy it at least? And it's like, just go big, right. Yeah, and you're sitting there and you're like, and there's a slight consideration, but there's always this tug back like, no, my conviction holds me. I can't go back to that sinful way. Like, I, I really cannot. Like, I cannot go back to the old lifestyle that I was living. Mm. There's a conviction holding, holding me to it. And it's always the Holy Spirit coming in, either reaffirming a truth for me, or I'm like, I'm just like, there is a strong, like, don't, don't do that. Um, do we mess up? Of course. All but as time. Christians, we don't, you know, you know, we are really guided. I truly believe guided by the Holy Spirit to not live the same way that we repented yeah, of in I the first place to walk away from. Are we still sinful? Of course. I'm not saying like I'm a holy earth than thou. Yeah, I'm. I heard it this way, and I was going to say it earlier, but I heard it this way, and I think it's great. Christians sin less, are not sinless. Like, we will yeah. sin less in this Christian life. We are absolutely not sinless, though. Right. And I'm like, that makes a lot of sense right there. Yeah, for sure. Totally agree with that. For sure. But, well, sweet. Thank you guys for joining. Yeah. This was a fun, was I, fun I really yeah. enjoyed the- well, Hey, look, so next, so so here's where we are real quick. <laughs> Get us back. 
fish with legs. Um, let's get us back. Now I want some fish sticks. <laughs> uh, yeah, just so we'll eat some fish sticks. Anyway, everybody's got that picture in hand. Let's get us back real quick. So we're talking about the fact that Jesus said a messy walk too. We just hit the fact that part of his reason this walk was messy is not because of sin. Mm-mm. was because of pain and suffering. Yep. One was human suffering, you know, just human condition. The second one was suffering for his purpose. Next week, we're going to talk about, next episode we're going to talk about, which was episode 20, we're going to talk about the fact that um, Jesus had a messy walk too because he he pushes against some things of this world mm. that aren't godly, like uh, sexism, like racism. Mm. We'll hit that up next time. I'm sure. Even found in scripture way back yeah, then. Yeah. It's there. crazy. Well, thanks guys for joining us on the Messy Walk podcast. Uh, we really enjoyed this. was just, just a fun yeah, one to fun recording. Um, make sure to follow us on our social media platforms. We're on Facebook and Instagram. It's just the Messy Walk podcast. We're also on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Um, make sure to follow us or subscribe to be notified every Wednesday when we come up with a new episode. And hopefully, as Adam, we uh, mentioned last uh, episode last week. We're gonna hopefully on episode twenty five have a guest, one of our yeah, listeners, one of our be listeners. on. So we'll be excited. Make sure to be tuned in for that, and maybe one of y'all. Could yeah, be, could yeah. Be and if on you're, here. Hey, look, if you're one of those people and you're like, hey, I want to do it, let us know. We may not for pick sure. you because you may be crazy, but I'm just saying, yeah, let us know. We're living in right. Alaska, so <laughs> right. we, don't, we don't have that technology yet. Maybe we, we're working we'll, on it. We'll figure something. We're out. working on it. it. It's kind of rigged up, but uh, you can't see what it looks like, so it's okay. Not at all. <laughs> gotcha. You guys have a good week. Thank you very much.